millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Online, on your mobile, and on FM. From the home of time. This is Maritime Radio. So very good evening to you and welcome to Chopin Live. This is our Christmas special 2016. We've made it to Christmas. How are you all doing, lads? You alright this uh, joining me in the studio here is uh is uh Nathan Mother. How do you Nathan? Living the Christmas dream, though. The Christmas dream. Yeah. You're looking very festive there. Covered uh, head to toe in tinsel. Yeah, just tinsel. That's <laughs> just all it tinsel, is. yeah. Covering up wearing, just wearing tinsel. Wearing only tinsel and a smile. Uh, joining the pair of us here for this Christmas special chart on live is Lewis Cat. How you Lewis? Oh, fantastic, Lewis. Yeah, I'm guessing my headphones are probably... Your headphones are I was that, yeah. The way you're... Fantastic, but very deaf. Writhing no. in pain. <laughs> uh, pain, of course, caused not only by my loud voice going through the headphones, but by last night's traditional... Because uh, Christmas is a time for tradition, our traditional capitulation at Millwall. We were beaten at the Den last night, 3-1, now 21 years since we've won uh, at the Den, 20 years still since we've beaten Millwall. That's a, that's a good stat. We're going to have to, unfortunately, look back at that uh, game on tonight's show. We're going to briefly mention the fact that Alan Pardew's been sacked, because <laughs> hey, we're all really cheering <laughs> up, don't we? Uh, if we get a chance, we're going to look at the transfer window that's coming up. We're going to talk about uh, preview the eight games of MK Dons South End. Because it's Christmas, everyone knows that when it comes to Christmas, you've got to play games with your families, where everyone gathered around. So on tonight's show, we're going to have a festive quiz that you can all join in with. Uh, by You can tweet us the answers, I'm not going to respond to it, because the quizzes go between Lewis and Nathan, so we're looking forward to that. Uh, and then we're going to... Like I said, we're going to look ahead to the games over the Christmas period. And I've got a little Christmas uh, compilation of some stuff that's happened throughout the season so far. We've got uh, party treats in the in the studio tonight. Mince pies oh, yeah. and beers for the lads. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't have sounded less like a lad there. Lads. <laughs> <I, yeah. laughs> the lads. That is, that is me, Nathan and Lewis. <laughs> right, but okay. We're all in way too festive spirits. Let's look back at yesterday's game. Uh, Nathan, you were the lucky one who didn't get to go there. Lewis, what did you make of the performance? Oh, <laughs> it, it was, wasn't great, was it? It really was poor. Um, I, you saw it coming, though. That's the thing. It was it was always coming, wasn't it? Mm. Um, any optimism you ever have for Millwall Way sort of disappears as soon as you walk in the ground, doesn't it? <laughs> um, as soon as you went to South Bermondsey, really. But yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, as soon as you uh, get off that train, it's all, all downhill from there. But it just wasn't, yeah, it wasn't a very a gutty performance. I was actually quite disappointed with how we went about it. Um, held it at nil-nil. Nice to get in, get in at half-time at nil-nil, and it just all crumbled within five minutes, didn't it, really? Yeah, I mean, that, that, those two goals within the space of well, three minutes, I think it was, uh, in, in that period before half-time. I mean, I think, I think Mill certainly started on the front foot, but then as the game was sort of, <clears throat> sort of, Going through the the first half, it was it was fairly even, nothing really happening. We mm. weren't creating many chances, they weren't creating many chances. And then all of a sudden, uh, two goals in five minutes, and the defending for both. I mean, particularly the second, but the defending for both must ask so many questions. Yeah, I mean the the first one I saw, um, I'm not sure how he managed to get a cross in from over there from that mm. side. Uh, he managed to sort of 
beat Jackson and and Fox and Chickson. I think and there's three people we managed to we managed to uh, dodge and get across in. Uh, ball sort of comes off Esri's head and ends up in the net. And then you know, like you say, three minutes later, you, you've got Steve Morrison who can finish in this league and always has done, and left completely alone. And there you go, two 0 and we go in half time. You know, we're, we're three minutes three minutes away from an average half. We could have got in at half time and regrouped and got out and gone for it. Uh, but it sort of deflated the entire game straight away, didn't it? Yeah, I mean, just the way, the way you conceived that second goal so quickly, <laughs> and, and, and the manner of it as well. I mean, Morrison, he's, he always scores goals against us. I think Mill mm. put a, a video on their Twitter yesterday before the game of him scoring four or five against us in, in previous seasons. And, and to gift a player of his quality um, that amount of space inside the penalty box when you should be looking to tighten it up before half-time is just criminal. Mm. It was it was just ridiculous, yeah. Lots, lots of moans and groans from the from the stands. You can probably hear from my voice. I was part of that. <laughs> but um, yeah, so we, you know, going at half time two 0 down. That was a real. That was what we were saying. Actually, I, I was with Tom um, from the show yesterday. Uh, and we were saying this is a real test now for for Carl. Was getting in, you know, going in at half time two 0 down in a, in the local derby. To see what you can if you can get a reaction. And short term, we did. We got that a Jose goal, which was well taken. I thought we. You know, could get back into it here. Um, how silly! <laughs> yeah. uh, and then you find yourself three-one down, and then there was no no spirit at all to get back into the game thereafter, which is completely. Yeah, dead. I think. Yeah, I think after those two goals in the second half, so where we pulled that one back through Nikia Jose, and then that one, uh, the, the the second one from Morrison, their their third. Um, yeah, after that, I think maybe maybe we enjoyed a little bit of possession, but we just we were not creating any clear cut chances at all. No, not. As, I mean, I think that Jose shot on goal was one of was probably one very few that we actually had, whether it be on or off target. I, I don't remember us having many clear cut chances yesterday, apart from the goal. Mm. Um, Millwall, but neither did Millwall. But it just shows, you know, the clinical. You got two two bits of poor defending, and then a, a clinical finish in the second half. And um, yeah, it's just disappointing, isn't it? It's just hard to talk about it again because it's such a horrific thing to go and watch especially <laughs> in Bermondsey but um, you know hey ho it's, it's happened and here we are again <laughs> yeah uh, no if you weren't there yesterday but you get, you get used to this result against Millwall don't you yeah I had the scouts that I had the scouts down there giving me the updates <laughs> but you know to be fair like, obviously I read up on it and asked a lot of people that who was there and then obviously what you and obviously uh, Lewis has said but I think obviously when you go 1-0 down just before half time it's bad enough but you know you maybe pick yourself up and get a quick goal second half but then you go two and capitulate it's a, it's a total different team talk but to be fair we got a goal back and I think I don't know how they played obviously but when we went 2-1 if we went a bit more gung-ho maybe I don't know if they caught us on the break or whatever but I would have just sort of said right keep it solid for 10 minutes even though we've just scored because the longer it stays at 2-1 the more nervous me we were going to be and if only no, this game's dust, come on. No, but, yeah. but uh, and then as soon as soon as we went two one, I had a feeling you know they might be on the ropes here, and then it was a quick goal, and then you knew when it, when it, when I saw it flash up, I already knew it was going to be the home side. But like I said, did I expect anything different? No, and that's the sad sad thing because we've always seemed to lack that bit of that determination, that bravery in those games, and we sometimes done it against Palace. Mm. But it's always it's always mere wall where we struggle against it. I don't know if that's a mentality thing or not, but yeah, it was sort of business as usual, like you said, Lewis, bit of a tradition now. But um anyway, roll on anyway for boxing day. We've got them in January anyway to smash them five <laughs> <Yeah. now. laughs> Well um what was the atmosphere like in your way in Lewis throughout the game? I know I mean towards the end it was clear I mean, when the when the players were going over to mm. get 
uh, to try and applaud the, the fans at the end. I think every player that even dared to venture beyond the halfway line was was told in no uncertain terms where to go, really, apart from Jackson, who sort of stuck with it and got a bit of applause for it. But I kind of, you could see and and you could understand why as well. The fans were pretty frustrated after that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the, you, you know, like we said, that first forty minutes, the fans were, were fantastic. The fans were fantastic all the time. It was loud. Um, it was nice to, to be somewhere where there's a bit of an atmosphere again after so many home games where it's pretty quiet now. It was nice to be amongst a, a really loud backing. Um, but yeah, you know, the two goals go in and all of a sudden it turns completely sour and the mood changes. Um, and yeah, they were, you know, they were booed at the end and I can't, I can't disagree with that at all. Um, apart from Jacko, who, who did get the applause he deserved because I thought he put in a real battle in performance and it shows when you're, you know, Johnny Jackson's what, 34, 35 years of age and he's, you know, running himself into the ground to try and do something for that, uh, to try and get a result didn't happen, um, and the rest of the team didn't really deserve any applause. So the the boos were justified in my I, eyes, unfortunately. I think, like, I don't know if I'm just talking from my point of view for everyone else, but if if we ever lose a game, but you can see that the player, every single player, put 100 percent in, then you and you just got beaten by a better side, you can just sit there and go right, fair enough. But when you only have maybe I don't know, like a handful of players who actually put it in and some people can see that maybe they didn't give it 100% I think that's when fans get more irate do you know what I mean because if they're not mm. putting that shift in because if every 11 like everyone who played yesterday put 100 million percent in you know we was winning the balls and we were just unlucky I don't think they would have got booed off but obviously I wasn't there but I mean that's what that's what I'm thinking so from the reaction I've got I can only take from it that people weren't putting their weight yesterday so yeah. and I think that's probably the most like in, in a game like that worst Millwall side we've played in ages. yeah I've heard it's one of the worst Millwall sides that we've played and we still bottled it and that's I think what's the most frustrating thing for me is that on paper we probably have a better side yeah but and you it's take, just the same isn't it you take any solace from the fact that we are we were missing players and Alvestad was uh, not fit enough to start yeah. yesterday had to go on the bench didn't get on we had the uh, and we, we all know the likes of Solly Holmes are all out. Can we, can we take anything from that? Or that obviously, that doesn't excuse what happened yesterday no. because because they should have done better with what was available. Yeah, I think I think we can we can take something because obviously we we all know how important Ricky Holmes is and how he can change a game. Chris Solly has been our first choice right back for a long time. You've got Esri playing there at the moment in what isn't his natural position, but I thought he's been doing he's been doing a job. Um, uh, Declan, we, like we've said, is probably the best keeper in the league. Um, and Mr. Lee Novak was another option that you can bring on up front. You know, yesterday we were getting bullied. Even Josh McGuinness was sort of being ushered off the ball a lot, and that's unlike him. Um, and then a Jose hasn't really hit it for me lately, anyway. So having that option to bring someone on for a Jose or McGuinness is, is gone completely. You're relying on the likes of Hamden, who are you don't want to bloody in those games because the atmosphere is quite poisonous by the time they've been coming on. So Three-one down. So yeah, you, you do miss these players, but. You know, January's coming up. It's going to be really important that Carl can get the right people in. Yeah, we'll talk about January in a, in a uh, later on in the show. Roland, time to go. Says every player was a disgrace last night. Zero points last two games. <coughs> what will happen if Kr doesn't pick up any more points in the next two games? Well, we've, hopefully, we won't have to find out. Plenty of tweets and, uh, and emails, which we'll come to first. I think we'll uh, we'll, we'll listen first to Carl's uh, press conference after yesterday's game. Just bit a bit of it because it went on for about half an hour. This press conference, but. Um, uh, Carl came in to speak to speak to the press after. Uh, this is what he made of it. Don't forget, you can get your, your views in studio at chartonlive.co.uk. You can tweet us at chartonlive. Let us know what you made of yesterday's uh, defeat at the Den. I thought I thought we were the best team first half, first 40 minutes. I thought the typical derby game, wasn't it? 
it was no team showed an inch. The first gate come goal, goal comes from a hopeless ball into the box. He sort of hits the back of his head and it says we contour and the heading goes in. So that was the first disappointment. Our defender for the second goal was atrocious. Atrocious. Have you heard what she said about that defending just now? What do you think? What do you think? Yeah, I said they're lucky that we only have so many players fit and they've got 10 days till January. Well, it's as simple as that. Having the amount of players we've got out, we've, we haven't been outplayed here today. So the results in some, we've not been outplayed. Uh, and their chance came along, they took them. We looked very fragile in certain aspects of our game for Johnny Jackson, who hasn't played for a while, give his heart and soul to the performance. I thought he, he, he tried to do everything possible because he just ran out of steam towards the end, that's why we had to make the substitution. But you look behind you, other than Freddie's had a slight injury problem. John Owen, and then you look at like, what was that hard under 23s behind me on the bench? You know, we don't have magic powers to just go, right, you are now fit and now you're going to play this way. It takes a lot of grit and a lot of determination to make people proud of what you're trying to achieve. And right now, not many people will be proud of what they're seeing because it's it's not good enough for this football club. Um, every single one is going to see me tomorrow for a meeting. And then we'll we'll have a chat then. Well, what do you hope to achieve from those meetings, Carl? The truth. What I think. So, and by the way, some of it's good. <laughs> some of it. But I think sometimes people need to understand what it takes to be a football this football club. And being honest, it's, I think it's for so long that, that that we just have to be better. Now people can't accept that. I'm not the man for them to play for. No matter, all you ever ask is a player, and all, all you can ask in life, I tell my daughter, just don't, just be honest. And if people are honest with you, it might not be what you always want to hear. But once you get somebody tells you what the truth is or what they think and they don't go behind your back and say it people are straight and honest and tell it to your face you have to take it and I said to you the senior players in the dressing room just then they've been right the way through their careers and always they've asked this for a manager to be honest with them so when you're honest with people you have to take it and tomorrow we're going to have a conversation with every single one of them I'll write down that what they think has been wrong what they think Richie Barker's obviously now in today um, and I want to ask what they think is wrong what they think needs to be improved, and what they think they uh, are their performances over the last two games, um, and that's something that we have to get right for obvious reasons because you can't keep going on the way we are. Listen, I've not come in here and gone right injuries, but Declan Rudd, Pierce, Solly, three of my back five aren't here. That's not that's not something that we just put from the sky. That's a fact. Our most efficient four player Addy's getting slogged he looks knackered the poor boy you've got the likes of uh, Ricky Holm still injured Lee Novak with his knee now clubs in League One can't cope with the demands of that many injuries and that's the top and bottom of, of some of our fragile performances is Harry Lennon injured as well? yeah he's been injured he's probably about he's trained the last three days so hopefully he be he, he couldn't play in the game at 23's on Monday but another week's training behind him and hopefully he should be back up and run. But, the, sorry. Now, with those meetings, Carl, are they, are they sort of collectively or individually? No, just individually. Yeah. I just think it's important sometimes that people, because there's, 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 there's a young squad 
and just talk to me, be straight with me. And then we have no, we have no grey area. I think there's been, just to be totally honest with you, I think there's been a lot of grey areas with what's going on here, what's going on there, what's going on there. Let's iron it out and be straight. Talk to me, tell me. If I put it right, I put it right. If I can't, well, we'll deal with it. Do you already plan those meetings before tonight? Or it was... No. <laughs> so, at what point tonight did you realise it was necessary? Uh, uh, it's not a case of when I, when, I, when I thought it was... I just thought that... And you know what? It might be a bit of positivity towards them as well. Build them back up. So don't see it as a negative. Because when we say these things, oh, we're going to have a right go with them. No, we're not have a right go with them. I want to build them back up. Individually, and we'll, we'll be in again on oh, Daisy. Wednesday's win, Thursday, sorry, Friday. We'll be in as a group and we'll, we'll go through them as a group and then we'll build ourselves back up for, for boxing day game. And it's, listen, I'm quite straight. And hopefully my players appreciate that they get told the truth. And a few of them, you can imagine what they were told in the dressing room. It stays in the dressing room. I'll ne I've not hung any of them out to dry. You've, you, you've, I'll back them to the hilt. I will always back them. But internally, we have to improve in so many aspects of the football club. The first one is getting people fit. So you look at Jordan Bataka, he's not played all season. Then you play him, he's running on empty. Esri Conter's not really played all season. Because of injuries, we've had to play him every week. He's looking like he's running on empty. Adam O'Luckman's Luckman's still a kid. He's never really gone through this amount of games in his life. He's looking tired. You, you, you start looking through, Josh McGinnis being away in international duty, he's not had a break in the summer. There's so many things, but how can you freshen it up when you've got Novak injured, Ricky injured? We don't, we'll have to play a left back at left wing today. That can't be right, can it? That can't be right. Even though I thought he'd done very well, Chicks, but he's still a left back. So, yeah, there's a lot to do. A lot to do. Johnny Jackson! It's in! Johnny Jackson! From the home of time, this is Maritime Radio, Greenwich. So I'm back to on live, this Christmas special here on Maritime Radio. Heard there from uh, Carl Robinson after our latest defeat to uh, to Millwall. Um, we make five games, no wins now. I think he's, uh, some, some of the comments yesterday suggested he's starting to see what, uh, <laughs> what a big job he has at this club. Mm. Well, he's the first manager since Parky in 2008 not to win any of his first five, hasn't he? So he's got a he's, yeah, he's got a job on his hands. Mm. He's, he's got, but he, he's not going to hide away from it. But um, I think he's looking forward to January personally. Uh, <laughs> see, in 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 some aspects, I know probably a lot of people will disagree with me, but I do. He, I don't think he's had the rubber to green so far in terms of injuries. But no, we're not going to use that as an excuse. But it is a factor. Of yeah. course it is, you know, and we look at Lookman, yeah, he's a great player and we're still looking at him like he's a star man, which he is, but we still got to remember he's 18, 19 years old. And, you know, and... You, you don't like to see young players like no, that have to play, you burn really? him out. You'll burn him out. And, and I think that's Saturday, uh, I don't want to go back too far, but that Peterborough game, it's the worst I've seen, Addy. Like, he couldn't pass, he couldn't move, he just kept running into trouble and it, you could tell he was tired. And then when Carl came out pre-match and said, I'm going to put him in the middle and I was like... Whoa. But what else can he do? Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? What else can he Freddie's not fit. So, yeah, but he's got a big job on his hand. But do I think he'll... Um, 
I think he'll pull it back. But he, the, the, the thing I said on Twitter yesterday, the way that Carl wants to play, our squad isn't compatible at the moment. Yeah. We, we don't have the players that fit his system. So at the moment, it's sort of square pegs round holes. Yeah. So it all comes down now to what, what business we do in January. And, well, do you sit here feeling confident that we're going to do the right business? I mean, two years ago, we were in a, a sticky situation and ended up doing some good business in January and in 12. But the fact is... How many transfer windows have they been here for? What mm. five or six now? And probably you'd say four, four or five out of after six. They they ain't been they ain't been good enough because we've had bad spells. No, we always find ourselves in this position, though, don't we? Every time, it's, which goes back to the start of the season where Russell said he wanted five or six more additions. And never got, happened. And we got Bataka and McGuinness, and then what happened to the other four? You know, nowhere. Still being patient, waiting for him. <laughs> yeah, still being patient. Um, yeah. So you you got to look at that. They're not learning. It happened. It's happened again and again and again. Um, again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. We've, uh, uh, as as always here on Charlton Live, we've opened up the floor to uh, to the listeners to find out what they made of yesterday's game. Stephen Reader said it was absolute toilet, which is ironic because uh, the toilets were locked after the Charlton fans did oh, so. Yeah, decided to destroy them. Uh, Robin says, uh, "Can someone tell me Carl's uh, post-match interview was anything other than a joke? Looks like Carol has competition." Robin Lisbon not impressed with what uh, with what Carl's had to say so far. Mark says. Uh, uh, I asked if asked him to let us know what you made of me, and he said, "No, trust me, you really don't want to know what I thought of yesterday." <laughs> As I go into full swearing chef mode, have a good night. John Charles White says, "It was an absolute blimmin' disaster." But what else would we expect from Charlton at this time of year? It is the season of goodwill. Susie says she's speechless; can't even be bothered to conjure up enough energy to rant about yesterday's game. Mark says, quite possibly the most spineless display I've seen, completely outplayed in central midfield. Jackson and Crofts were woeful. Matt Brown says, woeful performance when the players were extremely disappointed to see us fail to turn up for a game yet again. Mark then carries on saying, the happy, clappy Scouser looked absolutely useless. So not, not happy with that one. Chrissy says, fair enough, injuries are unfortunate, but Russell Slade went in another five, six signings in August, which never materialised. The squad is paper thin. Again, RD will never learn. Uh, Carl genuinely need six decent additions to give us any hope of going up or should that be staying up and then Chris says Merry Christmas chaps uh, Merry Christmas to you as well Chris from everyone here at Charlton Life uh, Stedman says he's listening uh, because he left at half time yesterday can we tell him what he missed well he missed, he missed <laughs> the goal of hope as it's known you get one back and then you, you lulled into this false sense of hope which, uh, which, doesn't, which doesn't happen in the end uh, Mark said uh, he said it was the worst performance at the, de- at the den in 30 odd years watching so and then he said Crofts came out giving it the big and in the week then turns in the most lamentable midfield performance going he was woeful he was back in the pub by 9.30 I mean obviously Crofts was asked about it on Saturday asked about the middle game because mm-hmm. the next one coming up he's always he's gonna have to, he, he can't turn and say well, we're not really up for this one he has to come out and say we're up for it but it is frustrating when you hear it every time from it and, yeah. then, we, and then we have this this uh, Reputation and this, uh, these results against Millwall. You've got to have uh, Croft. Uh, again, I weren't there, but from what I heard, he probably was a bit lacklustre yesterday. But it's the whole <coughs> team. That ev- everyone's got to have the same hunger and drive. It's not down to Jacko to do it on himself or Crofty to do it on himself. The whole team has to have a battle and win. That you've got to win your individual ones, your individual battles before you're even going to try and compete as a as a team. And and obviously, it seems as though we lost many of those individually and. We do hear the the sort of speak before the game how much it means, and I'd rather nothing be said. I'd rather n- yeah. not have a press conference. Just go out and do it, and then enjoy yourselves after, and then put the put the shift in. If you don't, if you put the shift in, you still lose. I don't think you'll have after backlash that that's happened, like I said earlier. But and I think that's what the frustrating thing is. It's just the it's the same. 
even when Pali was here, it was the same. Remember when we went there and we got battered four 0 I think it was when we had Fraser Richards. That was under Parky. That was yeah. Yeah, and, uh, under Parky, we've we've done it for years. We've we've just never had that backbone. We've never had someone who just just take a game game and just be so aggressive with it. But will it change in January? I don't know. <laughs> I hope so. Probably won't. Uh, uh, Roger Charles says Robertson out. Bring back Carol. Honeymoon period is over. <laughs> I mean, obviously everyone's going to make the jokes about Robertson getting sacked, but. Mm. He's yeah. going to get sacked if he goes on like this. <laughs> <laughs> give, give it another five games and Roland will pull the trigger again. That's the worrying stat, isn't it? Probably, yeah. yeah, it probably will. Yeah. Right, they've got plenty of emails as well. Robert Chilvers sent this one this morning. says, The recent managerial change becomes even more puzzling in the view of the run of results. Despite his football style and manner, we were building solid foundations under Russell Slade. One defeat in seven, plus uh, an extra two under Nugent, is not a football-related sacking. Those foundations were ripped apart as soon as Robertson pledged his allegiance to aggressive attacking style without doing his homework on our squad. That's a very good point, actually. Mm. I would have thought that a gently, gently approach to change enforced once KR was allowed to strengthen the squad would have been a better option. We desperately need stability and someone must be given at least two, three seasons to turn things around, be that Carl Robinson or not. If Slade sacking was football-related, then Robinson is on very thin ice, setting it all up nicely for Chris O'Loughlin. Uh, these really are desperate and challenging times to be a Charlton supporter. Uh, That's interesting, well, yeah, yeah, I don't, yeah. I think Chris is here for the end of the year, and he? he's been signed on for. Yeah, yeah. Because so, yeah, so, so we had uh, Richie Barker came in, and then just right at the bottom of that. So I assumed you already was here till the <laughs> end of the year. Yeah, I was assumed you already is, was here till the end of the year. Because otherwise, I could have broken out after our drinks on Friday because yeah. I asked him, and he said end of the year. <laughs> um, Exclusive. Yeah, but, um, yeah, I could have broken out on Sunday show, but uh, yeah. We've got a hell of a lot of coaches now, haven't we? And, and assistant managers, that, or whatever yeah. you think. It's like a, a full dugout. Nearly as many coaches we've got points, haven't we? Yeah. <laughs> we, there's jokes in the press room last in the press box last night. I think Steve Brown was saying that each uh, each player is going to have one on one coaching by the end of the season. We're going to have our own one. <laughs> Uh, Alex Hall says Dear Charlton Live Oh dear Don't know really What to say about Wednesday night I don't blame Robinson The players simply Aren't good enough They have been doing This all season I hate to sound so negative But I think the season Looks like it's gone already We don't have the fight To win big games Even if we reach the playoffs Thanks for a great podcast This year Despite this being One of the worst years In my 20 years Of supporting the club Being based overseas I don't get a chance To watch many games And the podcast Keeps me well updated Have a wonderful Christmas And try to forget About Charlton That's Alex Hall Alex thanks for your Your kind message I'll try to forget About Charlton I've been trying to do that for about 15 years we don't work you made a good point though about you know the amount of sort of Roland bashing we do and the manager bashing but sometimes we do have to look at the players and say you know it wasn't good enough you know and and so we, we can't sort of blame you know Robinson maybe should have done a lot better in terms of results but we do have to look at players because they're the ones that cross that white line every every week do you know what I mean and if they're not putting it into practice but um yeah, I don't know. Would you try and go deep in them and then you look at who's built the squad and yeah. the fact that there is so many changes mean there's there's not been one manager to come in and stamp his style as as per one of the emails yeah. we just had there. Like stamping your own style on a football mm. team is actually very important. And we saw Russell trying to do it and we do see Cole trying to do it, but he hasn't had that window <coughs> to get what he wants yeah. to. But you need you need time to do it. You don't do mm. it in three and a half months. Yeah, exactly. And and obviously it, it, I do blame Roland because the squad we've got is so small because of obviously Roland catching, but like he said it's not going to be a quick fix, which we all want quick fix, but it's not going to happen because we need Robbo to get get those players in. And I, I honestly be, I might be in a minority, but I think he is the right man. And I think he will eventually, if given time, is the key. He'll turn it around, I really do think so. We saw what he did at MK Dons. It took him five years to get promoted, but he did get promoted. Yeah, you know, he's still young, you know, and he's got yeah. a way of playing, and we just yeah. need the players to adhere to that. And not, He won't get five years here. He, no, he wasn't rolling. For, five weeks yeah. or months. Yeah, really, but... 
Yeah, uh, Ben Linden says, thoughts on last night. It was my first time at the Den yesterday. I've never seen us beat Millwall, the last time being when I was one year old. So I wasn't expecting much. I went to Bradford and saw positive signs, especially in the first half. But we looked a totally different team against Peterborough, which was absolutely dire. So I was sure that Carl would have seen the problem and rectified it in time for this. But no, he didn't manage to see the blindingly obvious. The system he forces us to play is not suited to the players we have available. It's a bit like when you take over a Conference North team on Football Manager and start using tactics step up for Real Madrid. Uh, it doesn't. It just doesn't work. Croft seemed to be given a more free role than he played against Peterborough, which although suited him better, it left our defence exposed. This was compounded by the fact that Comza was our only outlet going forward, so spent a lot of time in Millwall's half. Even when the ball was in Millwall's half, we couldn't keep it, so had a free run at our overly exposed defence. I can sort of see what Kyle is trying to do, trying to get the players to play a certain way before the transfer window when he can bring in the players to fill the gaps. But having not won a game yet, you would think that he would revert to a style more suited to the players we have at the moment, especially in a match like this. Konza, Jose, Chixon and Lookman were all played outside their natural position. That's over a third of our team playing in the wrong position. Granted, the players themselves didn't have the best of nights. I thought Phillips could have done more for their first and Morrison should have been picked up for their second. McGuinness also probably had his worst game so far. But for me, this result was caused by Carl being stubborn and tactically inept. If he doesn't manage to bring four or five players in in January, which is doubtful considering the regime's transfer window history, then he's in a lot of trouble. And that's from uh, Ben Linden there, went into, into depth there. I mean, it, mm. I mean just put, picking up on keeping the ball. We weren't really keeping the ball at times yesterday. No, not at all. Um, a lot of a lot of lumpet, lumpet to McGuinness football, and he was being bullied the entire game. So mm. uh, didn't really get anywhere. And, and when trying to lump the ball to a Jose, that I mean, that definitely doesn't work. <laughs> it comes down to bravery and confidence. If you can't keep the ball, if, you, if you're mm. too worried about losing the ball and giving the ball away, you'll just resort to one luck, just lumping it. Yeah. Which you see again when, it, like you said, when a Jose's on. I can't remember what game it was. I think it was the Peter game. We just started lumping it at Joe. It's not going to work. It no. won't work. Yeah, we got if, the if best Jose hadn't scored yesterday, I wouldn't have known he was on the pitch. No, but the best <laughs> time we got out of Jose, he was walked all away and we played it down wide with McGuinness going in the channels. He, yeah, they weren't fabulous goals, but that's the way he plays and that's yeah. the way he scores. But we don't do it enough. No, we don't. Chris Dammon says, five games, no wins, two goals, completely shambolic from Mr. Robinson. He claims not to moan about injuries, and that's all he does. He does do that. Like he says, yeah. I'm not going to use this, and then lists the injuries. Which I, but I think he sort of dug himself a hole by saying he doesn't want to use it, because it, it is something to pick up on. Yeah. And it is a point to point like to say, because if we, we are struggling once again with injuries, which means our squad's been decimated. Whereas, you know, we, we've lost our five, five good players, for example. I, I imagine other teams with better squads would be able to lose... Three, four, five good players, and then Before still it starts affecting yeah. him. Yeah, uh, it says let's analyse it. Rudd hasn't been missed. Phillips has been decent. Novak is useless anyway, which leaves Pierce, Solly, and Holmes. Solly always going to be in and out with his knee, so really Pierce and Holmes. Pierce is no better than Tex or Bauer, which leaves Holmes granted a massive loss. He talks about Millwall, sorry, pre-Millwall about going to the Den. Heads held. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, blah, blah, blah. And he fails to motivate the players at all. Granted, this bunch are not very good, but a decent manager could at least motivate. He can't. We've been hopeless in all but his first game in charge. He got MK Dons promoted, then relegated, and then got sacked uh, when looking odds on to be relegated again. How is that a good manager? His transfer targets seem to be from MK Dons, with Lookman and Konza likely off. How will losing those and uh, two and gaining M- two MK Dons uh, improve us? In his post Millwall presser, he came. Uh, he is uh, as ever talks about individual player meetings. Charlton being a massive club, as he always does. We ain't. We are a tiny, rotten to the core club, going nowhere. Personally, I hope Robinson chokes on the brave heart script that he's swallowed. Uh, yes, we always lose to Millwall, but we don't always lose with a heartless, gutless performance. Millwall fans are saying that's the worst Charlton effort at the den they can remember. And that's probably been given a run for its money throughout the years. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that's uh, Chris Davin. Clearly not uh, happy after that one. Final one uh, on the emails is from Andrew Roth. says, last night's performance was unacceptable, as was Saturday's. There is no team spirit. The players don't want the ball, don't help each other out, look demoralised. They've seen so many managers come and go. Now I bet they're thinking, here we go again. Who's next, Chris? They know what's coming. So there we go. John uh, fans clearly not very happy after yesterday's uh, 3-1 defeat at the Den. I think we're going to try and cheer ourselves up when we come back from the break. And we're going to talk about Alan Pardew being sacked. Cousins. Lovely ball into the part for Goodmanson. Can he take his man on? Oh, he does. He's trying to be pulled back, but he's in the area. The ball across the middle, Kayleigh! And there's a goal! Joel have the lead again. Super work. Firstly from Henderson to roll it out of Cousins, who did a pinpoint pass into the part of Goodmanson. And instead of Goodmanson going on his own, a slide ball, ball across the penalty area, picked out Vedicayli, who buried his chance, and Charlton two one up. Live. From the home of time. This is Maritime Radio Greenwich. Welcome back to Charlton Live here on Maritime Radio. This is our Christmas special, our last show before Christmas. We're not going to be um, we're not going to be doing any shows in between Christmas and New Year. Uh, we're not going to do a preview for the South End game or anything like that because uh, I want to have a few days off to be fair, <laughs> and uh, I'm going to be uh, being carted around as well. So I'm going to enjoy my time off. Um, so this is our last show of 2016 as well. But anyway, right, some some news to warm the cockles after yesterday's uh, disappointment and uh, the last three years worth of disappointment. Uh, last ten years of disappointment. <laughs> <we've been laughs> uh, Alan Pardew, the Crystal Palace manager, former Charlton manager and player. Uh, I was going to say well-respected within the world of football, but I would be wrong. Um, uh, he, he got sacked from Palace. Oh, I mean, I was, I'm I was gutted. Fuming. Yeah. I was fuming. I'm actually quite upset. I couldn't believe it. At the same, there's, there's two schools of thought here. I mean, we could be gutted that he might actually, that means I think Palace is going to get an Alan Dice by the looks of it, or someone mm. who might actually keep him up. So that might be bad news, but it is always funny to see a sad Alan Pardew. It is funny to see a sad Pardew, but I thought he was doing a great job, so I'm <laughs> quite upset that he's gone. Um but yeah, at least he gets you know gets his time off at Christmas. He can go to Crystals a couple of nights and, <laughs> and stuff. Excellent stuff. I mean, he'll, he'll enjoy that. Um, do you think uh, Do you think he gets a harsh reputation from the Charlton fans at all, Dave? 
Not to make sure I didn't swear then. <laughs> no, 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 I just, I don't, I don't really like the gay really, Even when he was here, I thought he was a bit arrogant. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know yeah. something about him. He just think he seems to have this swagger that doesn't seem justified, if that makes sense. You know, you have someone who thinks he's so good looking, but he looks like a, <laughs> a gone wrong. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. He's, he just, he always runs me up the wrong way. He really irritates me and it couldn't have happened to a nicer bloke. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Sebo tweeted earlier saying that after that we were never the same, but I'm not, not understand sure what he was re- <laughs> responding to. He said that four minutes ago, so after something, uh, we were never the same. Right, I mean, emails mentioned it, tweets mentioned it, transfer windows coming up. Mm. What, I mean, what, what is the place that, that we, if, if we were looking in Klaus Jensen's sack, the, the Santa Klaus Jensen's sack, by the way? <laughs> yeah. Wingers. Uh, wingers? Natural wingers. width. Yeah. That's what we're crying out for, really, honestly. Either, like, no, we have, like, it depends if Lutman stays, but in my opinion, if he does stay, Lookman could be that number 10. He can be when he's fit. If he goes, then obviously you're going to have to get someone in. But I think we lack so much width. Apart from Bataka and possibly Lookman, which I don't see Lookman as a winger. I don't see Lookman as a winger. I really don't. I want to see him up in, just behind McGuinness or in and around him. Mm. That's where I said we have no one, which, which, is, which is obvious now. Holmes, which we said at the beginning of the season, if Holmes gets injured, we've got no one. We've got Bataka now, who's running empty because he's played like eight minutes every week under Russell and now he's blowing mm. but now do you well, not I think, think we need whip so bad a striker as well now considering Novak's going to be out for four or five weeks that yeah. means uh, the senior strikers we've got are McGuinness and Ajozo so we're left with only two strikers depends one of which isn't really fine yeah it depends what striker you need because yeah. well, obviously you've got McGuinness is sort of a target man you've got you've got Ajozo sort of poacher and advance forward it depends who you're going to get I think we need someone if we can get someone, someone to free up Lundman, yeah if we can get somebody that can free up Lookman to play mm. as as a striker and then we've got enough wingers to cover Holmes yeah. be better. we need ourselves a Duffy of Mark Duffy yeah. or anything from Sheffield we'll say Chris Duffy the score of our 1947 FA Cup final <laughs> I, didn't, I don't really know what sort of player he was but was a hero <laughs> Hero. Right, okay. Uh, look, we've been we've been too miserable for too long, I think. So we're going to have a quick break, then we'll come back, and we're going to get in the festive spirit with a nice uh, Christmas party game. It's going to be the quiz. Nathan versus Lewis. Who's going to win? We'll find out after this break. So am I still waiting for this world to stop hating? Can't find a good reason. Can't find hope to believe in. We're back, Charlton Live. Right, Christmas, this is our last show before Christmas, the Charlton Live Christmas special. So I thought we'd play a party game. Everyone loves party games. Do you love party games, Nath? Yeah, it depends what one it is. Yeah, you love party games, Lewis? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah so that for, our survey is just proven <coughs> that everyone loves party games. Although, according to London uh, Inic Geezer on Twitter, not everyone loves Alan Pardew. He puts Pardew, not even Marmite, 90% of the football world hate him. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> right, so uh, tonight, so I've written uh, a quiz based on uh, what's happened so far this season. Uh, I didn't want to go too far back because I didn't want to test your knowledge that much but um so i've got a quiz out for you uh i've got some novelty noises to uh to play for you so if you're incorrect when uh when i ask you the question you'll hear this noise sick absolutely sick <laughs> and if you're if you're correct when you uh when you answer your question you will hear this noise we were good we were good so if you're either good or sick all right <laughs> uh so there's 20 questions 10 each right. uh we need to toss a coin to see who goes first so let me just get this coin out charlton live budget because all those notes, notes in there, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I've actually got, I've got twenty quid in there. That, that you remember, David G. W. Evans, who uh, oh, wrote yeah. to me 
a few weeks ago. To... No, he sent, he sent me another one during uh, on Sunday. So we've got another letter from uh, from David Evans, who lives up in uh, up in Norwich uh, or up in Norfolk even, and uh, he's he's given me twenty quid to donate to the uh, to the card fund. So I need to find uh, Brenda and, and sort that out. But yeah, very very generous. Decent, right, Nathan, call it in here. I'm gonna go Charles never fails. Well, it does. It does on Charlton Live. Well, uh, Lewis, <laughs> Lewis, do you want to go first or second? I'll go first. Yeah. First, Why excellent not? stuff. Right. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to get up some lovely Christmas backing music so we can in, uh, enjoy that in the background. So let me just get this going. Yeah, enjoy that. That's nice, isn't it? That is oh, nice, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. So Lewis, question number one. And join in at home. You can tweet us in. Uh, you won't win anything. You can win a free p- subscription to the Charlton Live podcast. Lifetime subscription <laughs> lucky, lucky. to the Charlton Live podcast. So Sign. these questions... Signed. Signed. I, I, I think these questions sort of are fairly easy to start off with. I've put in a couple of difficult ones. Uh, and I haven't actually thought of a tiebreaker, so don't don't be level at the end of it. So question number one here in the Charlton Live Christmas quiz goes to Lewis Cat. Lewis, who scored our first goal of this season? Ooh, uh, Johnny Jackson we were good hey. correct goal against Northampton so Lewis takes our early 1-0 lead now Nathan Muller your first question is what was our first win this season our first win was against um, Shrewsbury we were good excellent Ooh. stuff 1-0 one all, one all. no one's put a foot wrong yet Lewis Cat. question number 2 for you what was our first away win this season Walsall we were good slightly worried I've made this too easy now (laughs) right Nathan Muller your second question who knocked us out of the League Cup Uh, oh actually that was a trick question Cheltenham oh very we were good very good uh, (laughs) that would have been incorrect so after after two shots each it's two all here in the quiz Uh, question number three is for Lewis Cat. Lewis what team did we sign Ricky Holmes from? Northampton. These two easy, aren't they? Oh, mate. He's had all the good ones. All right. Well, yours is probably quite easy as well. What team, uh, Nathan Muller, did we sign Josh McGuinness from? Come on. We were good. Oh, definitely, I'm definitely going to make these harder next year, aren't I? We're, we're going through these at a rate of knots. Lewis, what was Russell Slade's last game in charge? Swindon Town. We were good. Come on. Someone get one. <laughs> I'll do it. <laughs> Nathan, what was Carl Robinson's first league game in charge? League game? It was... Oh, no! It wasn't... No, it wasn't Peterborough. Pressure's on. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, 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 wait. Yeah, I'm going to go Bradford City. We were good. Oh, very good. Trip. What a trip. uh, Where are we now? We're at four all. Four shots each for... All right, Lewis Catt. Who is currently the Charlton top scorer? Ooh. Pass it over. In, in all competitions. In like, all competitions. Yeah. Uh, Can I steal it? Adam Mola Lookman. Sick. Oh. Is it Jose, isn't it? Or seven? Nicky Jose is, uh, is our top goal scorer. So, Lewis, you've missed one there. That's oh, no. uh, number five is wrong. So, Nathan. Oh. What? Um, so, what's the question? Which player did we sell to Huddersfield Town uh, during the summer? Tariq Holmes Dennis. Oh. We were good. Yeah, so Nathan takes a 5-4 oh, lead no. here after oh, five no. shots. Pressure's on the wing. Oh, pressure <laughs> is very much on. We're on to question number six here on the Charlton Live 
Christmas quiz. This one goes to Lewis Cat. Lewis, how long was the contract that Russell Slade signed with Charlton Athletic at the start of the season? Ooh. Three years. We were good? Yeah. Oh, very good, very good. Nathan Muller, the ball's back in your court. Which team did we beat on penalties in this season's group stage of the Checker Trade Trophy? Southampton. Oh, didn't even finish the question, look. Alright, I'll give you that. I was gonna, we were good. I was going to wait for the other <laughs> 23 bit, but I think that might be unnecessarily harsh. Uh, <laughs> I don't know about that. That's six each. Right. Oh, this right. Okay, this one is for Lewis Cat. You might not get this one. Lewis, who do we face in our last game of the season? Swindon at home. We were good. Oh, oh that is incredible. You, you guys are geeks, you are. <laughs> Nathan Muller, we've only lost one game from a winning position this season. Who was it against? A winning position? Yeah. Oh, I know what it is. I know what it is. Winning position, and then it was... Um, it was... Um, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Do, is there a time limit? <laughs> yeah, well, we've got about 15 minutes to the end of the show, so... <laughs> right, okay. Um, I'm going to go with... Um, pass. Can't remember. Sick, absolutely Can't sick. Uh, so that's uh, oh, so one miss each. It was AFC Wimbledon. Oh, come yes. We were one nil up uh, through early on through Adam O'Leary, Dominic Polion, and Tyrone Barnett. I was on holiday. That's my excuse. Okay. Well, the, 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 the stats don't go on holiday, Nathan. It's, a, it's a, so right. So seven seven shots taken each. It's uh, six all. Personally, I would have got hundred percent on all of these, but I, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not going to judge you by my standards. I wrote the questions. I don't even have to look it up. I did have to look a few of them. Up. <laughs> right. Okay. The next one is for Lewis Cat. Question number eight. In which game did Lee Novak score his first competitive goal for Charlton Athletic? Oh, oh it was. It was right at the end, wasn't it? As well. I can't remember who it was. Nathan <laughs> knows it as well, doesn't he? Nathan's bursting at the same There's one that I didn't one. go to. What one didn't I go to? Come on, Riff. <laughs> <laughs> 30 <laughs> times. Oh, who was it? No, I'm going to have to push you for an answer, Lewis. Shall I help him? No, no, no. Pass. Sick. Absolutely sick. Sorry. Nathan, no, who was it? I thought it would be Fleetwood. Correct, it was Fleetwood oh. Town. So, Lewis, you've missed one there. That makes it. Uh, oh, Nathan's got the chance to take the lead here. I was thinking of the wrong game anyway. Question number 8B. <laughs> oh, this is a good one. They said, right, we won and converted our first penalty in nearly two years oh. during which game this oh. season? It was recent because I remember talking about it. Oh, who is it? I remember it was. Um... <laughs> oh, you're going to do me here, aren't you? <laughs> it was actually gone from my because I remember going yes. to it's our first one in ages and we converted it and I'm trying to think who scored it and it was um, oh, it was uh, uh, Johnny Jackson Oxford away we were good oh, <laughs> oh, Nathan's taken the lead with just two shots left oh, it's now oh, Nathan no. Where are we? Nathan seven, Lewis six. Oh, oh, the pressure's oh, building. Mate, I'm sweating here, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Question nine A, Lewis. Are you feeling the pressure? I am, mate. I'm walking yeah. in the air. Is not happening. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, we've had two sending offs this season. Who were they given to? You get half a point for each. Patrick Bauer 
Just half a point. And... Oh, who's the other one? Why, why can't I remember the other one? Harry Lennon. Damn. We were good. Yeah, yeah right. Of course it's Harry Lennon. He had it's to, always Harry he Lennon. He had to score that one, Lewis. That's your eighth point. Nathan, I think I've given you a slightly easier one here. Uh, sorry about this, Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> watch it. Watch me get it wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Who have Adam Chickson's two goals this season come against? Bristol Rovers and MK Dons. Oh. We were good. There we go. So Nathan, <laughs> almost thoughtless as we go in. So Lewis, you have to get this one to have any chance oh, of staying no. within the competition. Your question number ten: How many league games have we lost at home this season so far? Three. We were good. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> so that makes it. Uh, that makes it eight all. Oh. Nathan Muller, this is a free, free shot of goal for you <laughs> to win the Charlton Live Christmas Quiz title 2016. If I win, I'll go and slide on my knees <laughs> in the press room. Yeah. <laughs> Nathan Muller, for the win. How many league away games have we lost this season? I knew you was going to say oh. that. Four. Big button? Four. Sick. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, oh he's yes. missed it. He's missed it. He's bowled it. He's bowled it. Say that again. Was it five? No, hang six, on. Six, seven, eight, eight nine, absolutely ten. Absolutely sick. Sick. Absolutely sick. <laughs> oh, I don't even know. I was just guessing. Sick. It's free. Absolutely free. Sick. Free. Yeah, we've lost three home games and three away. So now. All the draws, mate. Right. Yeah. So now. Was it going to be the nearest one or something? Yeah. So now we're going to have to do a tiebreaker. Oh. Uh, right. So let me just get up the league table. You ain't. You ain't got no cheating in front of you, have you? No. 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 You can over there. check each other here. So this was the, the league one league table, and the the, the question is going to be. How many points do Cholton Athletic currently have? So, hang on. Let me get the table up. Right. And I'll, I'll have to get a calculator out here to work out the difference as well. So, how many points? Uh, Nathan, who won the toss? Lewis won the toss. So, Nathan, you can go first on guessing how many points we've got this season. Nathan, 28. Your, your guess is 28. Lewis Cat, higher or lower than 28? Hey. 27. 27. Safe man. <laughs> uh, Lewis, I can confirm that you are not exactly correct. Sick. Absolutely oh, sick. Nathan nice. Muller, I can confirm that you are. We were good. Oh, oh, absolutely oh. correct. Bang on. We have got 28 points. The 2016 uh, Charlton Live Christmas special quiz winner. Oh. And uh, reigning champion now for an entire year, and I'll almost <laughs> certainly forget to do this next year, so probably forever, is Nathan Miller. Nathan, congratulations. We'll be back here on Charlton Live in a few moments' time to look ahead to the festive fixtures. He's gone for it, you know. Oh, what a goal! What a goal by Armakashi! Oh, that's almost at the halfway line. Unbelievable strike! That is outrageous. Right-footed. Well, he saw Armakashi's line. What a goal!
Hampton Live. From the home of time, time, this is Maritime Radio, Greenwich. So I'm back, Charlton Live here on Maritime Radio. Nathan Mullaby, now uh, reigning quiz champion, the Christmas quiz champion here on Charlton Live. It was a, it was a close fought battle, and the one thing I specifically told you not to do was go to a tiebreaker because I had to think of one. Wait, we said we were going to settle for a draw. We did. Yeah, we <laughs> we were settle for a draw. It's like the, Rus- the Russell Slades of quiz <laughs> people. <Yeah. laughs> uh, right. Uh, Busy, uh, busy Christmas period coming up as there always is. Uh, no game. There was often a game on the twenty eighth, and we haven't got one this year, so mm. it's not quite as busy as it could have been. But we have got a game on Boxing Day at MK Dons. We've got one on New Year's Eve at um, South End. Mm. Um, I mean, it's so uh, going into the Christmas period is always so vital. But considering the run we're on, the fact we've got a new manager who desperately needs to get his first win on the board. Is all the all the extra bits of he's going back to his old club again, the third time within his first mm. six games uh, against his old club. All this adds up to him. It must, it must feel like so much pressure now. Yeah, it does. I mean, obviously, MK still got a new manager bounce. Southland picked up form recently, so um, as it always happens, we come into playing teams when they hit the form. Um, and then we've got Bristol at home on a second, I think. So, three tricky games, but three games that they're not, you know, they're not exactly. You know, long short of us getting anything from. I don't think anyone would have expected us to win five one at Bristol. Um, so yeah, but again, with the players we've got out, I don't want to use it as an excuse, but they are going to take its toll. But so um, hopefully by that you crack on, boy. But you got another twenty four cans here. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, it's going to be it's going to be tricky, but. Um, Everyone loves a bit of football over Christmas and Boxing Day, so mm. I've still got to try and wrangle it away from the missus see if I can go MK. But uh, yeah, but it's going to be good. Hopefully, we get some po- get some points. But these are really testing times for Cole now, especially if he don't win any of these three. Mm. Yeah, massive. Um, with the, the the injuries we still have, I mean, no one's looking that likely to come back. Really, I think um, Rudd poss- was was a possible before he slipped over. I don't know what the latest one is now. Um, we're so desperate for January to start now, aren't we? Oh, massively. Um, I t- hope I hope Alverstad's fit as well because we missed him massively yesterday. I thought. Who was that? Uh, Freddie Alverstad. Yeah. yeah. The fact, yeah, the fact is only a, he was well enough to be on the bench means it doesn't sound like it's too bad. But yeah, we, so we, hopefully we need... he can come back into. Cashy, it. Cashy might be back. Yeah, <laughs> King Cashy. King I Cashy. think Corey Gibbs is still somewhere as well. <laughs> <right>? <laughs> uh, you say you're going to try and get the time off to go to that that yeah. MK Dons game. Mm. Um, if the players, uh, the players are, I don't know, I don't, I think Carl confirmed a couple of weeks ago they're not going to train on Christmas Day, which yeah. some, some managers do, some managers don't. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what, what do you think about that? Do you think, do you think that might have the positive effect of get that, like, get a little bit more family time? Yeah, I, I think it's quite good. I think that they'll still travel Christmas evening, though. I think, I yeah, think they'll still travel late Christmas evening up to the hotel. But I think, I think they get a bit of time. You know, I don't. As long as they're not, as long as they're not getting plastered and having tequila shots all the way through. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I right. put a tweet out the other like day. Like we are doing here. The, <laughs> yeah. the 1960s fixture list on Boxing Day and um, the amount of goals that were considered in the Premiership is hilarious. After <laughs> yeah, that. that's what I was but, looking at. Yeah. yeah, as long as they're not doing anything stupid, I just don't. You know, they want to have a bit of grub in that and have a little bit more turkey protein in it. But yeah, do I, I have no problem with it. They are human and got families and that, so mm. I have no problem as long as they're sensible, which I'm sure they are. Yeah, we look ahead to South End, of course, on, on uh, New Year's Eve as well. I'm not not a huge fan of games on New Year's Eve because you want to be out fighting, yeah. but it, also, it does mean I get to go and watch a Brommers on uh, on New Year's Day. Mm. But um, another big game, and you're looking at a team like South End, and 
no, no matter where they are in the league, like, as, as a Charlton team now, we like, we feel like we should we should be stamping our authority on this league. We haven't done that at all, and if we, we we're gonna if we are gonna try and make a run for the playoffs, now I saw the league the football league tweeted out our percentage chance of hitting the playoffs from the position we're in currently. So they, they worked out from the last twenty seasons where people were in our position currently. And the, the chances of us hitting the playoffs were something like ten, fifteen percent. So if we are gonna, <laughs> if we are gonna overtake those, we're gonna have to start winning games. Now you, you, you've got to stop looking at the opposition. You just got to think we have to win. Yeah, we do. We need to um, need to start getting a grip, don't we? Really. And uh, as Nave said, Southend have hit some form lately, so that's not going to be an easy trip on New Year's. Um, and then coming here for Bristol Rovers, you hope we can get that win at, at Roots Hall, and then come here and try and get a win at home, and that will lift everybody, I think. But Awesome. We will see, but we need we need them. We need wins now, don't we? Massively. Mm. Games come thick and fast, so it mm. actually could be quite a good thing. Um, unless obviously you're getting spanked, but um, <laughs> if you know if you well, one win and you're, you're buzzing, you got a game two days later. That little bit of a balance. We don't we see it when Riga came in when he when we stayed up when Harriet turned into blooming Lionel Messi. But <laughs> it, 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 it can have a good effect. So hopefully we, that can happen to us again. Right. Um, this season Got Seb's, uh, Seb's tweet the actual first week said first 40 minutes there was nothing much in it but then uh, that first goal effect, affected us big time after that we were never the same so that's uh, what Seb was, was tweeting about <laughs> Mark says quality crack open the beer live on air got to get through the show sometimes Mark it's <laughs> a... right we've just about got time for predictions so we we'll do we only do predictions for the MK games Lewis you're in Tom C you, you do the MK prediction I'm going to say 2-1 Charlton Charlton Desmond Desmond 2-2 two, two. yeah thank you thank you I'm going, to, I'm going to throw my hat into the prediction ring and I'm going to say we're going to lose it by Two goals to one, just because I'm in a, I'm in that Christmas spirit. Right, this is our last show of 2016, our last uh, show before Christmas. Um, Nathan Muller, thank you for coming in. Thank you for your hard work this season. And no worries. See yeah. everyone in uh, 2017. Is it 2017? No, 2017. Yeah, 2017. You've completely lost count of the years. Yeah, it's like 2046. No, yeah. So it's the last one of this yeah. year. So it's, yeah, it's been great. Thank you to everyone yeah. for getting involved in that. But yeah, Very, so thank you, Nathan Lewis. Cat, thanks for coming in. Yeah, no problem, Louis. Anytime. Excellent stuff. Right, I've been Louis Mendes. This has been Charlton Live for 2016. We'll be back at some point after whatever our first game in 2000 like Bristol Rovers. Something like that. Whatever the Sunday is, we'll rock up at some point. Yeah. Um, so if, yeah, thank you for listening throughout the year. Uh, uh, it's been wonderful uh, uh, talking to Charlton with you, talking about Charlton for you guys, and uh, your, your, your emails and your tweets and your comments on the forum. We all very much appreciate. We hope, uh, we sincerely hope that every single one of you has a wonderful Christmas and a happy New Year. Um, and we look forward to seeing you next year. And let's hope that 2017 <laughs> can be a more positive one, uh, a more positive year for the addicts than 2016, 2015, 2004, basically all the way back to 1905. <laughs> Thanks for joining you. I'm going to leave you now with a compilation of my favourite moments of this season and the summer so far. Very Merry Christmas. We'll see you in the new year. I have watched absolute <laughs> all f***ing season being a Charlton fan. My f***ing season has been horrible. I came here to f***ing cheer myself up. This season's been and every summer sh- Uh, I'm very pleased to introduce you, Russell Slade. Listen, I'm delighted to be here. The depth of this one. Oh, no, no, no. We're absolutely, we're, we're miles away. We have to change and wait and be patient. Like we waited and we were patient for, for Rudd. Like we waited and we were patient for Jason Pierce. Did you see that? Yeah. You see how patient we were? Yeah, yeah. I feel very confident, yeah. See, Despite your pessimism. They got that deep, they all needed snorkels.
McGinnis will jump, gets ahead, and so does a Jose. Ball in there, and a Jose scores. Deflector, and there's the equaliser. Adamola Lookman. Talk about Thomas Dryzen, the young man who, quite literally, I've been told, uh, did his scouting in his bedroom in his underpants. What was comfort like to live in? As uh, a multitude of flying pigs descend upon the valley. Late equaliser for Fort Vale today. What are you feeling after that one? Sick. Absolutely sick. But of course the fans will think that's my fault. He does. And there is the goal! Down the bottom left-hand corner as Nicky Jose pulls Charlton back level. And ran straight to Russell Slade, as we said. Novak with a header! It's a goal! Oh, what a goal! Adamo Lutman! Oh, what a goal! Oh, goal. Oh, oh, oh. Adamo What a belter! Paul gets out and slammed oh, yeah. into the box by Goddard. Charlton succumbed here at the county ground in Swindon. It was a poor performance today, Luke. We probably put in, collectively, our worst performance of the season. Charlton have sacked their manager, Russell Slade, after just 16 matches in charge. It's called Taxi for Roland. And it's something quite novel. And once it was uh, confirmed that it was Roland, uh, yeah, we got everyone, uh, well, as many as we could, back to the stadium as quickly as possible. And Roland de Châtelet has texted this. These protests have nothing to do with reason. Whatever we do or say, the core actors within that group will always criticise. Lookman looking for space on his left-hand side, takes a shot, it's taken a deflection, I think, and got into the right-hand corner of the net. Chip back across, looking for McGuinness, Chickson gets there, lovely touch, and McGuinness buries it in the six-yard box. Into the penalty area, comes Deese across, power with a head, oh, straight at the keeper, no, it's gone in! Infield to Chickson, Chickson with the right-foot shot, takes a deflection, and he's found the back of the net. Jose thinks about the shot, takes a shot, oh, and he's found the bottom right-hand corner. And in the 84th minute, gives Charlton a 5-0 lead. It's the start of an exciting new era here at the Valley. Again, we have a brand new manager, Carl Robinson. It's uh, no, it's not quite settled in yet. Let's see. Look at the place. It's. Uh, I'm, not, I'm looking forward to it still. I'm still, I'm still, I'm still a kid. Yeah. I'm very excited. It's a flick off from beginning. Yeah! Yeah! Oh, Sean have grabbed the equaliser. I think it could have been Bauer on the line. For getting to know the network podcast, Jimmy Stone. We we knew the emails existed. We couldn't quite believe what we were reading. I will always back them, but internally we have to improve in so many aspects of the football club. Charlton Live.